0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. Hopefully it makes the day pass a little better maybe, gives you a few more tools and little encouragement, little hope, a little reality as well. Hopefully it helps our country even if just a little bit. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, thank you so much. I'm incredibly grateful for y'all doing that. I'm very glad that y'all come back to listen. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast so people that listen to it share it. Be with them and their families. Guide and bless them, protect them, Father. Give us hope. Give us peace. Give us perseverance, Lord, through whatever struggles and trials each of us are currently going through and whatever ones are on the horizon. And give us wisdom and clear sight. Light our path, Lord. Help us to turn to you, to seek you first, to love you with all that we are and more than just words. And God, my word's here today, Father, in your son's name we pray, amen. Every once in a while, for those of y'all who listen to the podcast, you're familiar with this, every once in a while we do these little podcasts that are kind of out of the line of our norm, so for those of y'all that are new, this is going to be one of those, and we're just going to kind of chit chat about a few things. There's a book out there floating around by David McCullough who's a pretty phenomenal historian. And it's a Christmas book, where it's about a particular Christmas, the Christmas of 1941. And it covers both Roosevelt and Churchill's comments that Christmas Eve. has some photographs from that time period. And I've I've really already, on the podcast, we've already talked about most of the meat of the book, but my father bought me a copy, and so I was reading through it, and when you look at the pictures, and he talks about a couple of songs, one of them being O Little Town of Bethlehem and the history behind it. And the line the book is titled after, talking about light shining in the darkness, it just gives you, again, the clue as to how dark those times really were. And neither of those men were perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But you can see the nation turning back to God in these really dark times. And we have some dark times coming, folks, and that's not meant to be anything other, really, than just realistic. It's not depressive or melodramatic. <laughs> It can certainly be depressive when you sit and think about it, but it's just meant to be what it is. So I took some little snippets out of a recent Epic Times uh, paper. And I'm just going to read you a few little comments and quotes out of this. And these are just from different stories there in the paper. New York City police police officers are handing in their badges and record numbers, raising concern among residents that sky-high crime rates might spiral further out of control. An Arizona School District's officials have encouraged and aided children to, quote, transition, away from their biological sex and keep it secret from their parents, a lawsuit alleges. Two Jewish advocacy organizations are suing the University of California, alleging it has allowed anti Semitism and the harassment of Jewish students to go unchecked. You see in In each of these situations, you see the core values of the left on display and the result of them. Law and order is not one of the core values of the left. You see it in the number of criminals that are released, continue to be released. And you see parallels, (laughs) again, parallels with Nazi Germans and the modern American left. We've talked about it briefly, but it's been quite a while. But the Germans released a number of prisoners going into Nazis taking control. Uh, Really nasty criminals. And often, as the Nazis were coming into power and the Germans were voting for that, just like our fellow leftist citizens continue to vote for the left, the men that really create you know, committed these these crimes were acquitted. They were freed, and, and the people that were the victims actually were accused or punished. You see this, a great example, again, you hear the, the Jewish organization suing the University of California, look at our college campuses today. Look at how many young, supposedly well-educated individuals are promoting anti-Semitism. Just like places like Oxford, Cambridge did in the 1920s. It was very popular in Britain, anti-Semitism. Early 30s. The schools in Germany where Jews were kicked out, forced out, even before the concentration camps began. And so you see this, again, this parallel between the left and Nazi Germany. The difference, of course, the huge difference is that this is internal to our country now. This is happening internally, not externally. You know, that's a real, that little story is actually a really great example There was a a lady online talking about how important the Second Amendment is. And it is, folks. I'm not belittling the Second Amendment by any means. But if you take God away, for example, and you just leave the Second Amendment, then you just end up with a population of unguided, immoral individuals who are armed. Which is really a worse scenario than a population, a society of moral, religious people who aren't armed, because those people can figure out how to arm themselves and still maintain that morality and that faith in God and Jesus Christ, Not and again, not Muslim, not Buddhist, not Hindu, not atheist, not Mother Naturism or Deism, but Christian. And and education without God. God, this is from Harvard or Yale or Princeton. One of their original comments is something along the lines, and I've quoted it here a number of times on the podcast, and I can't pull it precisely, but paraphrasing. Education without Christ is useless. Again and again, folks, it goes back to the relationship that we have with God. There's another story out of San Francisco. There are now pirates, actual modern-day pirates, folks. This isn't Pirates of the Caribbean. This isn't some romantic piece drama about pirates. These are people that actually, well, here's a paragraph. These people are just common criminals living on illegal anchor-off vessels and committing robberies within the San Francisco Bay. Anchor-offs, or anchor-outs, are boats that are illegally anchored without a permit. This past summer, a spree of robberies involving stolen motorboats that were used to prey on larger vessels and marinas plagued the 800-foot-wide 800, 800 estuary. Talking about pirates in San Francisco Bay. This is uh, by an article by Alan Stein out of the Epic Times. What's the majority? Political persuasion, ideological, anti-God, pro-left. And so now San Francisco, one of our cities that's supposed to be our shining example in America, great, marvelous cities, has pirates, literal pirates, folks. I just thought that this was interesting, this little piece 64 closures branch locations across the country just during the week of November 12th to 18th of banks such as PNC and JPMorgan Chase. 64 in one week filed to close. This is a, apparently a pattern of rising branch shutdowns in recent years. This is another great little example, folks. One of the pages that I really like out of Epic Times every week They have, it's on the second page, usually, I think a weekend brief, and it's got a bunch of little snippets, usually statistics from around the country. I don't always, sometimes they're better than others, for sure. Uh, this week's, I thought they were, there were some pretty solid ones. Uh, for example, our U.S. border agents are being told, uh, federal government has instructed U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents not to use gendered pronouns such as he, him, she, and her when dealing with illegal immigrants, according to an internal memo atta- obtained by the Heritage Foundation. The guidance from the Department of Homeland Security asks CBP staff to use gender neutral language and the self identified pronouns and name of any individuals they interact with. You, you really, you have to practice not getting furious, don't you? We have, we're being flooded, invaded by tens of millions of criminals who have no right to be here, who, who don't obey our laws, who don't have any desire to assimilate into our founding faith and principles based on the teachings of Christ. And that's, that's not an opinion based upon their heart, folks. It's looking at their actions. They're not coming here and assimilating. They want the United States to cater to them. And a real simple example is just the language, right? And what other country in the world do you go to and expect that country to adopt your language when you immigrate there? And, of course, you do see this in the Middle East, or with Middle Eastern immigrants in Europe right now. Very much so. Saw a clip the other day about uh, a woman in Finland, an immigrant, Middle Eastern immigrant, who said that there were too many Finns in Finland. Too many Finns in Finland. Not enough diversity. Diversity. National Railroad Museum in Wisconsin permitted the Satanic Temple of Wisconsin to take part in the museum's annual Christmas tree festival. And a quote from Representative Mike Gallagher, it would be quite in the literal sense the same thing as waving the Hamas flag inside of a synagogue. It, it kind of makes you chuckle, it's so far-fetched to have Satan celebrating Christmas. Or taking part in Christmas festivities. That's the literal opposite of Jesus Christ. But we've done so much, the left has done so much, and we've gone along with it, folks. We've secularized Christmas so much that we, we hardly get the real meaning of Christmas, which is Jesus Christ, into the holiday anymore. Another that I thought was just kind of interesting, 35%, South Africa's unemployment rate is now 35%, the highest in the world, according to a report by the Growth Lab at Harvard University. The uh, long time coming, folks, but a lot of these places that wanted Britain gone wanted that country with a at least nominally Christian foundation. Well, the foundation was more than nominal, but uh, Christian presence gone. Not doing so hot. Uh, and, and that's the point here in America too, folks. The problem is we are becoming something we were never intended to be and becoming something that we can't survive as. John Adams so often talked about the fact that our our Constitution, our government, our form of government was made only for a moral and religious people. It was wholly unfit for any other. John Jay, first Supreme Court Chief Justice, right, talked about how it was not only our privilege but our duty to elect Christian men for leaders in this Christian nation. Our founders knew That we couldn't survive as a republic without a people that followed the teachings of Christ. And so, when you look around, folks, and you listen to all these talking heads on whatever radio show or cable network that you listen to, realize a couple things. The greatest threat to our republic remains our own citizens internally who continue year after year, decade after decade to vote for and support the evil godless values of the left. Ignoring this fact, folks, putting blinders on or pretending what's so isn't so, doesn't make it true, doesn't make it go away. You can think about the analogy here of a very strong, very capable man who contracts some deadly disease or ends up with cancer. That's probably the better analogy. And the only way for the the strong man to regain his strength, vigor, and prowess is to cut the cancer out and then to heal. There's no way for our republic to be strong until we get rid of the internal cancer. You can't do it. Our enemies are going to continue to get stronger and stronger and we're going to get weaker and weaker until we take care of the main problem, the internal cancer that we have in this country. And and that's people that follow the principles of the left and promote that. You take that analogy just a little bit farther, right? Right? And this is really what I'm talking about with with our enemies abroad. A strong man can't resist a violent evil man when he's sick and weak. You can take the strongest man in the world, fastest, most capable, brightest, and if they get really sick with a cancer, it doesn't matter. There's no way for us to take on Chinese, communist expansion, Muslim terrorism, Russian aggression, or the insanity and instability of North Korea when we have this internal cancer still present. It just, it won't work. The only way to truly heal is to turn back to the great healer, to turn back to God as a nation, the Father of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to put him back at the center of our nation, back at the center of our state constitutions, the center of our education, our military, our law enforcement institutions. Jesus Christ has to be the center of Christmas in order for Christmas to mean anything useful for the vast majority of people. And for America to be strong as a republic, the vast majority, almost universally, of her people have to follow Jesus Christ and his teachings. God bless y'all. God bless your families, your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.